coming up on today's federal newscast. We now know what the Trump administration has in mind for blending the Office of Personnel Management and General Services Administration. The EPA may want to try and get some money back from its former administrator. And after two years of an ongoing court battle, Veterans Affairs is still finding it tough to fire a director of one of its facilities. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A legislative proposal describing plans to merge the Office of Personnel Management with the General Services Administration is now on Capitol Hill. The proposal from Acting Office of Management and Budget Director Russell Vaught sets up a new Office of Federal Workforce Policy at OMB and transfers all responsibilities of the OPM Director to the GSA Administrator. The OPM Director would manage a new national service within GSA that handles employee health, retirement, and insurance. The Environmental Protection Agency's Office of Inspector General is urging the agency consider recovering $124,000 in excessive travel expenses from former Administrator Scott Pruitt. The office reviewed more than 40 trips, costing nearly a million dollars, and pushed back on Pruitt's claims of using first and business class travel for security purposes. About half of those costs went towards travel for Pruitt's security team. Three Senate Democrats are hoping the EPA's inspector general will investigate possible ethics violations of another high-ranking official. The senators say public reports show EPA Associate Administrator Elizabeth Tate Bennett met with her previous employer, the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association, just weeks into starting her role. The meeting was apparently about media strategies surrounding an event with then-administrator Scott Pruitt and facilitated a meeting about ongoing EPA enforcement matters affecting an electric utility represented by NRECA. After the Veterans Affairs Department's second attempt at firing the director of its D.C. facility, VA's case against Brian Hawkins is reportedly falling apart. ProPublica reports Hawkins will be receiving back pay and will be back on the job. He was fired after a 2017 Inspector General report revealed dirty storage areas and supply shortages that were endangering patients at the facility. His firing came on the heels of a new accountability law, which was meant to make it easier to fire people at VA. Brian Bulata is confirmed to serve as the State Department's Undersecretary of Management. Prior to his nomination, Bulata was Chief Operating Officer of the Central Intelligence Agency. President Trump nominated him for the position last June. Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chairman Jim Risch said Bulata will play a vital role overseeing the agency's day-to-day operations. The director of the Chief Human Capital Officers Council is looking for promising workforce reskilling practices and wants examples from agencies. Chico Council Director Sarah Ratcliffe says the Office of Personnel Management is considering wholesale changes and a new approach to agencies' existing talent development programs. Reskilling and upskilling the federal workforce for new work is one of the many priorities in the president's management agenda. The General Services Administration launches a one-stop shop for all things cloud. The Cloud Information Center is a central repository for cloud resources on the Acquisition Gateway portal. Some of the site's features include info on GSA's market research as a service tool, best practices, and the ability to review acquisition guidance, download templates, and collaborate with fellow decision makers. Additionally, industry soon will be able to share information on their cloud capabilities with federal customers through the site's Communities of Interest forums. 
More than two dozen initiatives are helping to modernize GSA's acquisition processes. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with details. The General Services Administration's Federal Marketplace Strategy is reimagining the way the agency and its government and industry customers buy, sell, and support billions of dollars in goods and services. GSA Administrator Emily Murphy says after the mid-2000s Get It Right campaign, it's time for GSA to take advantage of the innovation in the procurement market. This means over the next few years, GSA is consolidating schedules, testing out an e-marketplace platform, standardizing and simplifying things like terms and conditions, and reducing the number of special item numbers to about 300 for more than 1,100. I'm Jason Miller. There were almost 2,000 contractors federal agencies did business with from 2016 to 2017 who had unreported tax debts. The Government Accountability Office says the Army, Navy, and Departments of Energy, Health and Human Services, and Veterans Affairs may have violated federal regulations by working with those contractors. A new bill in the Senate looks to reduce the influence major defense contractors have at the Pentagon. Senator Elizabeth Warren's legislation would impose a four-year ban on large contractors hiring senior defense officials as well as former DOD employees who manage their contracts. Companies would also need to submit annual reports on how many former DOD employees work for them to the Pentagon. The military services are in various states of audit readiness. The thing they have in common is that a clean opinion is still several years away. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. They're only in their second year of full-scale financial audits, so each of the services say their schedules are goals, not predictions. But the Army is aiming for a modified opinion on its general fund by 2022. The Navy and Air Force, meanwhile, both say they're hoping to pass an audit by five to seven years from now. DOD's entire financial audit depends on the results from the services, so a clean opinion for the Pentagon as a whole will take even longer. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Airmen may soon be allowed to move to the reserve or guard component and then back to active duty as a means to increase retention. Air Force Secretary Heather Wilson says the option will give airmen more flexibility around big life events. The service would need congressional approval to implement the idea. And the Air Force is also giving military spouses up to $500 for occupational relicensures or recertifications if they have to move because of an airman's change of station. Military spouse unemployment has gained traction recently as an issue surrounding retention and quality of life for service members. The service will reimburse spouses who incurred fees on or after December 12, 2017. Find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 